And I kind of asked myself, I, I wonder if we'd have the book of Revelation. I wonder if maybe someone else would have written it had John decided, yeah, I'm not going to spend any time in the Spirit. It was his decision to be available to God. It was his decision to be in the Spirit that led to this, this amazing encounter with God. You know, when I, when I look at my own and the, the experiences that I've had with God, and I've had some that I think are pretty cool. I mean, I don't know what others are like. I can't, I've never experienced anyone else's experiences with God, but I've experienced mine. And when I think about those, it's those times where I made myself available. I spent time in the Spirit. And, you know, in, in Christian circles, we talk about prayer and, I, and that word really gets kind of dumbed down in a lot of Christian circles, unfortunately. Um, but this is a form of prayer. It's a form of just going to be with God. If you remember, um, Jesus would often spend overnight trips just being in the spirit. He would go and the Bible says he would just pray all night long. Like, are you serious? He went all night long? Yeah, multiple times. Multiple times he just went to go be with the Lord. He went to go spend time in the Spirit. And it's out of this place of being in the Spirit that all these encounters take place, that all these things happen with John, and, and it's, it's where Jesus hears what he's supposed to hear to do. Because remember, he says, I only do what I see the Father do, and I only say what I hear the Father say. So where is he hearing this? Is it just always on the spot? I doubt it. I mean, I'm sure some of it is, but not all. I'm sure most of it is he's in the spirit and he's hanging out with his father. And if you, if you remember the Mount of Transfiguration, who remembers the Mount of Transfiguration? Jesus and three disciples, Peter, John, James, James. I read it earlier today. I'm not remembering. Peter, John, and James, they go up to the mountain with Jesus. And all of a sudden it says that he's transfigured in front of them. And, and all of a sudden he looks totally different. Well, what? What's going on here? And he's talking with, he's talking with uh, Moses and Elijah and, and then God's, the, the father's there and, and they're like, the, the three disciples go, you know what? We should, we should set up a memorial. We should build some statues because this is so amazing. This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. We should. And then all of a sudden the father shows up and booming voice in a cloud, right? And he, and he says, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. Like, stop making it about Moses and this other guy. This is my son, right? And so all, all of a sudden they fall to the ground. And it looks like they're out. And, all, and then they wake up. And there's just Jesus there now. And he's like, don't be afraid. It's all right. But notice that what they were doing. Notice what they spent time doing. When Jesus was discipling, Notice that it wasn't just teaching. Notice that it wasn't just, okay, we're going to go, um, we're going to go on a, on a mission trip. We're going to go heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead. Even though they did go do that, he, he specifically took time to spend time in the spirit. And it's in this place called the spirit that we change, that we transform, that we transfigure and, and that's the, if we don't have time in the spirit, we don't transfigure. And 
the, we know that the fruit of the spirit, right? The fruit of the spirit, it's, that is not something that we can just conjure up. We can't just decide we're going to have the fruit of the spirit today. Oh, I got the fruit of the spirit today. It's not the fruit of you. It's not the fruit of you making some decision to, to, to do these right things. You need to change. You have to change to be able to operate in that fruit, to be able to walk in the fruit. Um, there's a, let's see, Galatians, Galatians 5.25 says, if we live in the spirit, this is, by the way, right after it talks about the fruit of the spirit. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. So notice that it's talking about walking in the spirit, walking in the spirit, living first. If we live there, let us walk in there. If we're going to live in the spirit, then also let us walk in the spirit. Notice that it didn't say try to walk in the spirit, but don't without living there first. Notice it did not say that. Notice that it said first things first, right? We have to live in the spirit, then we can walk in the spirit. You know, I, I've noticed times where I've all of a sudden, man, I, I'm crabby. I'm, something's, I'm not acting the way I should. I'm not responding with love the way I should. It's like, I get frustrated easily. I get annoyed at things I shouldn't annoy. That guy cut me off and... I wanted to do unchristian things right there. <laughs> what is that? Do you know that there's a place where someone can cut you off and inside there's no desire to do those things? There's no desire to respond with anger. There's no desire to respond with, with you know, a finger. There, there's just, well, you must be in a hurry, sir. Have, go right ahead. And it's not even disingenuine. You just, that's the way you genuinely feel. That type of response happens when you're changed. It happens when you're transfigured. It happens when you've been spending time in the spirit. You know, in America, we are busy. We're very busy. We got, man, I don't know if I can squeeze one little thing in here. I don't know if I got time for this or for that. We, we book our schedules, right? We, we keep everything on we got this soccer practice for my kids. I got all these things. I got this, 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 this. Do we prioritize spending time in the spirit? Is it something that we say, I'm going to schedule it. And I'm going to schedule nice amounts of it. Because the reality is, if, if we're not, it's not going to happen by accident. We're not going to just all of a sudden be like, well, I got all this time on my hands. And I'll just spend time in the spirit. Maybe once a month you'll find yourself doing that just because you got extra time. But what about daily? What about this living in the spirit that Paul's talking about here? It's something that we have to prioritize. We have to give time. We have to say, okay, I'm going to, this is my life now. I'm going to spend time in the spirit. And, and you know, you could say, I'm going to spend time in prayer. But I think we, we kind of misdefine prayer, a lot of us and think that it's boring, and we think that it's one-way communication, and we think it's just asking a bunch of things that we're, that we're trying, to, trying to get from God. Praying in the Spirit and being in the Spirit is really fun. 
It's really enjoyable experience. If you've never spent hours and hours in the spirit and just had an enjoyable time, you weren't in the spirit. <laughs> you just weren't. I, I don't know where you were, but you were you know, in your living room or on your couch or in your bedroom or in your closet, but you weren't in the spirit because in the spirit, it's, it's good. It's really good because in the spirit, we start, wow, everything starts to make sense. Everything starts to fall in place. I start realizing that I do have the, the greater one in me. I do have this relationship with the Father that he really loves me so much more than I can comprehend, and I'm not going to be left stranded. I'm not going to be overcome by this circumstance that I'm facing. I'm not going to uh, give in to the temptations of this world. How do I know that? Well, I've spent time in the Spirit. And that time in the Spirit has, has literally changed me. It's, it changes me. I am a jerk if I do not spend time in the Spirit. That's, re that's reality. I know me before I was a believer. I wasn't a super nice guy. I mean, I'd probably get along with most people, but probably say some stuff behind your back. But in the spirit, when I spend time with the Father, oh, I turn into love. I turn into joy. I turn into peace. It's all of a sudden these things start bubbling up in me that I don't even have to try to get. I'm not trying to believe for them. I'm not trying to, to get them. I'm not asking for them. Because you, can't, you can ask for them all day long. And people do. God, give me peace about this. God, just, just, just give me love for that person that cut me off. And you can, you can pray for them. You can spend you know, all that time asking for something that it's freely yours. You just have to spend time connected to the tree that gives the fruit, that produces the fruit. You have to actually attach. And that's going to take time. It's going to be uncomfortable at first, spending time in the Spirit. But, there's a, but there is a, a, a threshold that you'll, you can cross that all of a sudden it comes from it stops being pushing and all of a sudden it's like surrendering and now I'm just being whisked away. Now I'm just being caught up in it and I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to, to make anything happen. It's just, and then didn't you know what starts happening when you spend time in the spirit? You're, you end up having, your thoughts are totally different. Your thoughts are like, man, this, this world is, is mine for the taking. Now, it's not, when I, when I say that, I'm saying, there's nothing that can stop me from preaching this gospel. There's nothing that can stop me from winning the lost. There's nothing that can stop me from doing what God's called me to do. Amen. Doesn't matter how hard it looks. Doesn't matter what obstacles I, I'm going to face. In the spirit, it's going to be easy. You know, um, there's, I, 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 forget, I, forget, is it, I think it's Elisha. Um, could be Elijah, one of the two. I always get it mixed up. But... He's about to, um, he, he's hanging out with his servant, right? He's got, they, they have servants back in the day. And uh, there's this army going to attack him. And you guys probably heard this story. There's this army about to attack him. And he starts, um, the servant starts freaking out. He's, he's going, uh-oh, Elijah. Is, that, is it Elijah? Do you is it Elisha? Thank you. Elisha, do you not see... What's about to happen here? We're about to get creamed. And, 
And, and he starts just melting. He's, he's withering away, looking at this army coming upon him. And Elijah's just not even faced. He's just standing there like, yep. Yeah. So, you know, no big deal. And he's like, well, there's more, than, more of us than there are of them. And, <clears throat> excuse me. And the servant looks around and he's confused. And he's like, what are you talking about? And Elisha reaches over and says, Father, open his eyes. God, open his eyes so that he can see. Now, now what did he see? What, he, he saw something, but it was in the spirit. All of a sudden, it's not that his natural eyes were closed. It's not that he was blind. He was spiritually blind. He couldn't see in the spirit. In the spirit, Elisha, what Elisha was doing and his response made more sense. His response was totally logical in the spirit. It was totally rational thought. It was a rational thought. Why am I worried? There's more of me than there are of them. How did he know that? He could see, he could at least know. It doesn't say that he saw what, what the servant saw. It doesn't say that he had an open vision. He just knew. There's more of us than there are of them. We're going to be fine. And sure enough, all of a sudden, the armies uh, get destroyed by the angel armies that's with them. And they're, they, they don't even have to lift a finger. And they're fine. And I wonder how often we approach life looking at things like this servant did, where it's just like, oh my gosh, do you see that? Do you see this bill? Do you see this doctor's report? Do you see this person that's trying to, to demote me and trying to spread all these rumors at work? Do you see blah, 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 bunch of junk that isn't, that has no effect because of it's not what's actually real in the spirit. And if it, if we could see what it was like in the spirit, we would not be concerned. In every situation that we face, there's really not one that I could think of where, where we are not more equipped than whatever the problem is. In the spirit, we're more than overcomers. We're more than conquerors. We have the greater one on the inside. I mean, it's, it's, it, what it looks like is a 17-year-old boy facing a nine-foot giant and thinking, it's not even fair for this guy. <laughs> this isn't a fair fight. Are you sure you want to do this? I mean, so, sorry, I'm going to have to chop your head off and everything, but... I guess if this is your idea, then this is how it has to go down. I mean, that's, that's what the difference is when we look at it in the natural and then when we look at it in the spirit. In the spirit, pff, I'm bigger than this giant. What are you talking about? Your 17-year-old, probably five foot three kid. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it looks like in the natural. I know that God is with me. I know in the spirit... I'm big. I'm bigger. I got the bigger one on the inside of me. I got the greater one living in me. You know, um, kids camp, right? We got kids camp coming up in July. You know, one of the reasons why kids camp is so, uh, I guess, transfigurative <laughs> could be a word. Uh, why kids camp is su such a life-changing experience for kids 
is because of this very reason that we spend hours a day in the spirit. And, and, it's, and it's something that we don't have anything else to distract. We, we say there's no electronics available. There's, um, there, there's no distractions whatsoever that we allow. Therefore, we're going to spend some time in the spirit. And, and all of a sudden, kids go to heaven. And we had three quarters of our kids last year go to heaven and experience things that I haven't experienced yet. God, take me. I want to go. I want to see some stuff. I've seen slivers, but I haven't seen what they've seen. But it's this, it's this idea that if I can set lots of time aside, you know, um, I've heard it said from, a, from someone that has this like really bu- busy schedule. He said, if I don't spend, I, I think I heard it from someone that you talked, talked about. If I don't spend four hours in the morning with the Lord, I don't have enough time to get all my stuff done. Is that what he said? Is that pretty close? Okay. I don't have enough time to get all my stuff done if I'm not spending four hours in the morning with the Lord. I mean, that sounds like subtraction, not addition to me, but it makes sense if you realize what's real in the spirit. Because then all of a sudden, everything works the way it's supposed to. Everything falls, like, if you look at Jesus' ministry, he wasn't just stumbling around. He wasn't just going from uh, place to place, running into obstacle and problem and problem after problem. He went from glory to glory to glory to glory, just as we're called to. But sometimes our lives are like, man, I feel like I've been doing the same thing I was doing last year. I'm in the same exact place. Or, or maybe I'm just a little bit further ahead. Maybe I'm worse off than I was a year ago. Well, how much time have you spent in the spirit? I hear, I hear people say quite frequently, I feel like there's just no peace in my home. My home's just full of turmoil all the time. Okay. Well, how much time do you spend in the spirit there? Because that'll literally change the atmosphere. It'll change everything. Because then the fruit of the spirit can actually operate the way it's supposed to because you spent time in the Spirit. Now, I realize saying this, I make it sound easy. I make it sound just like, yeah, this is no problem. I'm just going to spend some time in the Spirit. You know your flesh hates spending time in the Spirit. Your flesh, the Bible says it wars against the things of the Spirit. You know, when you go to do this, everything in your body is going to yell, don't do it. When you go to say, I'm going to set aside this time every, every day, or maybe, it's going to, maybe I'm just going to do this once a week. What, here's what I would encourage you to do. Do something. Do something more than you've done before. If, you, if you're a four-hour-a-day guy, try four and a half. <laughs> Come on, let, let's step it up. Because if we're spending time in the Spirit, what's the, what's the downside? Oh, man, I'm going to miss my TV show. I'm not going to know what, you know, how many TV shows that you watched two years ago are doing anything for you today? <laughs> how, how much are those influencing your life? I mean, what if you gave your life to something that could revolutionize it, that could transfigure it, that could re- literally, you could be changed completely from head to toe, and, it, and, it, and it's not even going to take very long. I mean, you might not even notice it as it's happening, 
And usually when you're spending time in the presence of God and you're spending time in the Spirit, it's like, you know, throwing a frog into cold water and then putting it on the pot and turning it on. And they'll just sit there and cook themselves and they'll never realize it's getting hot. That's how, the, that's how spending time in the Spirit is. You don't realize what it's doing to you until you step out and be like, wow, this is nice. This is good. And then you have ideas and thoughts and things that you say are all of a sudden inspired. All of a sudden, it's the Holy Spirit speaking through you. It's not you. You're like, wait a second. I'm not smart enough to say that. (laughs) Wait a second. That was really good. Thanks, God. And and that happens the, the more you're spending time in the Spirit. That's just a regular thing. And like, well, I want to be led by the Spirit. I want, I, I want my life to be directed by God. I want to be led by the Spirit. Okay, how are you going to do that if you're not spending any time in the Spirit? It's not just some little switch that we go, okay, I'm led by the Spirit now. <laughs> and now, and, uh, this decision now, I need to be led by the Spirit. You know, I, I talk to people that are making big decisions, wh- whether they should move to out of state, things like that. Things, decisions that are not necessarily right or wrong, right? as far as principle. And I'm like, they're like, well, how do I get an answer? How do I, how do I know what, what I'm supposed to do? And we'll be like, well, pray about it. And that's the, that's the common response, right? Well, just, just pray about it. When you say that to people, it's like their eyes glaze over, like, huh? What? They're like, okay, I, I said this 30-second prayer, and I didn't hear anything, so... What, what we mean by pray by it is just go spend time in the Spirit... And see what it seems right when you're four hours in, when you're three hours in. I remember a big decision I had regarding moving out of state at one point. And I was like, I need to, I need to know what I'm supposed to do. So I was up till three o'clock in the morning, spending time with God. God, I'm, I'm not leaving until you give me an answer. I'm not leaving until I hear from you. I'm just going to keep staying here. If I have to miss work tomorrow, I'm missing work tomorrow. I don't care. I need an answer. And about 3 a.m., I got an answer. And it was the right answer, and it made, made, made me go the right direction and set my life on the right path. And had I made the other decision, who knows what would have happened, but it probably wouldn't have been as good as the right way. <laughs> Could have led to some bad stuff. But if we're spending time in the Spirit saying, okay, it's a priority in my life. It's not going to just, it's not going to just someday Someday, I'm going to do that. I don't know if you've ever had the thought. I've had the thought, and what if I was like in the spirit all the time, and I just never came out? Wonder what would happen. Wonder what my life would look like. You know, when we talk about that we can do things that Jesus did, the, the words that he said, which were the works I do, you will do, and also greater works will you also do. And we believe that, right? Because it's his words. He said it, not us. We didn't come up with that idea. How do I, how do I go about doing that? Because I don't feel like I can do those things. You know, when you spend time in the Spirit, you literally feel like you can do that. You literally feel like, give, let's go find a crippled guy. <laughs> let's go find someone with some problems because I got answers. Let's, let's, when you spend time in the Spirit... It's as if you turn into the person that you you are created to be. And that's the way it really works. 
And it doesn't work any other way. Now, there's, there's lots of people that want shortcuts. There's no shortcut to this. There's no shortcut that I don't have any, you know, get in the spirit for five minutes and, and it's, it's going to do the same thing as, you know, an hour. It's not. It's not going to do the same thing. And, you know, we, we, can, we can say, hey, read your word, um, confess these 10 scriptures, um, all these things which, which are going to help. They're very valid. They're going to do a lot for you. You know, reading the word is going to help you in the spirit. Because without the word, how do I know it's, what it's like in the spirit? This word's going to show me, this, this is supposed to tell me what it's like in the spirit. That's how I know that when I'm in the spirit, it's the fullness of joy. I get the fullness of joy. How do I know that? Because I read it in his word and he said it to me. And how do I know that I'm an overcomer? How do I know that I have a full access pass to being with him in the spirit? Because it's in his word. So this is, this, is my, this is my map, right? This is my map. Where? To the spirit. To, this, to get into the spirit. And if I can get in and I can stay in, I'll be changed. And I'll be, and, and I'll be so changed that the ideas that I come up with are going to work every single time. And I don't have to play shotgun ideas. Well, let's, let's try to do a hundred different things and there'll be one that works and we'll do that. That's a giant waste of time. What if you just, instead of coming up with that list and doing those hundred things, you just spent those hours with God and you spent them in the spirit. And then all of a sudden he gave you the specific direction and you did that. And it's like now you and God are, you know, at least from your perspective, like this. And you did something that was successful without even trying, without even having to, to figure it out. You know, self-help is, is, it doesn't work. Self-help doesn't work. That's not a doctrine you'll find in the scripture. It's, it's just not you're, not, you're you're designed to be connected to help. You're designed to be one with your help. Where, where does that help live? It lives in you. It's, he's in you. So it's not like you're trying to go somewhere else. It's not like you're trying to go to a mountaintop, even though that might not be a bad idea sometimes, right? Because when we go to a mountaintop, what are we doing? We're saying no to distractions. We're saying no to, to, the, to this life that we're, that we're in. And, and you know, when, you're in, when you are in the spirit and you're starting out, your phone vibrates and you're like, oh, I'm going to try to, no, no, I'm not going to do that. No, sorry, God, not going to be distracted there. And then it's like, I wonder, and, and then here's, what's, here's another thing that happens to me all the time. I'll remember a hundred things I need to do. <laughs> it's like all of a sudden, everything just makes perfect sense as far as I got a list of a hundred things to do now. And I really think that's probably God trying to help us out. But we should just like write those down. We should just write those down and be like, hey, I'm going to get to those later. Because you know how many times I've just been in prayer and all of a sudden remembered, oh my gosh, I don't know why I spaced doing that, but I need to do that or else I'm going to not have a flight to California, right? <laughs> I got I to gotta, I gotta do that. And so if you're spending time in the spirit, you're going to start remembering things that you've forgotten, there's just so many benefits to this.
Now, when you, when you step into the spirit and when you're doing them, let me give you some nuts and bolts and, and, and then, we'll act, then we'll do it. You guys want to do some of that tonight? I want to do some of that. Some nuts and bolts on what to do. Turn off and turn off the natural senses. That means I'm going to just disengage from this world. I'm going to try to turn off what I'm hearing. I'm going to ignore some stuff. I'm going to ignore what, what someone else is doing. I'm going to ignore all the distractions. I'm just going to quiet my mind. And by quieting your mind, you have to literally stop thinking about certain things. You have to stop thinking about your surroundings. I got to get quiet. And even if it's loud, you can still get quiet. Even if it's worship teams going crazy, you can get quiet. You can. And it can be just like it's you and God in the room. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to focus on getting quiet. And then I'm going to do something. This is, this is what I do. I want to I have a release of faith that says I went from not being in to being in. So for me sometimes, that's literally this. Or it's literally I take a step forward. Doesn't matter what it is. It, you could just, it could literally be just something you say. Okay, God, here I am. Thank you, Lord, that I'm in your spirit. Thank you, Father, that I'm in your presence now. Because we go to this place by faith. It's not something that we just hope for or something that we can just, you know, conjure up. We step into it. We do it on purpose. And we're told in Hebrews 4 to boldly go. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne room of grace. We can come boldly. That means I don't have to sit here and... Um, think about all the things I've done wrong. And if, and if you think about all the things you've done wrong, you're going to have a hard time getting in the spirit. It's just going to be that way. Because all those things that you've done wrong that are going to... That, that's the enemy trying to accuse you. That's what he does. He's going to try to accuse you. So I'm going to... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remind myself, man, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. There is no, no condemnation of those who are in Christ Jesus. That you cast my sin as far as the east is from the west. You've cast my sin in the sea of forgetfulness. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remind myself of that. Why? Because I want to lose sin consciousness. I need to lose that. You know, when working with kids, there is hardly any sin consciousness that you have to deal with. They're just so innocent-minded they could literally go punch a kid and then be like, oh, right in the presence of God. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, no ounce of guilt for that whatsoever. They, they, they just look at, there, there's no sin consciousness whatsoever. It's one of the reasons they're so, they, they so easily just step in. They're, they so easily just step right into the, into the presence of the Lord. And it's just like, boom, there they are. I, we can learn from them in that regard where, where we're not going to have a mindfulness. We're not going to have this guilt that's just hanging in the back of our mind of things that we've done wrong or things that, that, um, that we need, should just let go. Things that we've been forgiven of, we should let them go. And that's going to help that's one thing I do that helps me just get into the spirit. God, you, you accept me. You've invited me into this place. You've invited me into the spirit. Because the re reality is in the spirit, 
I'm sinless. There's not a stain on me. I am holy in the spirit. I am righteous. There's not anything wrong with me. I'm not broken. I'm not missing anything. I'm complete. And all those things I remind myself of, and it's just like, there it is. Got quiet, reminded myself of what the truth is, what it's like really in the spirit. Got my mind thinking about that. You know, the Bible says in, in Romans 8, 6, to be carnally minded or, or naturally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Well, I just want God's life and peace. Well, what are you thinking about? What's, where, where are your thoughts at? How, are you, how mindful of the spirit are you? If you don't spend time in the spirit, it's going to be minimal. Because you're, you're going to be mindful of your surroundings, of which, what, what, your normal, what your natural state is. If your natural state is just to be in the, in the physical realm, you're going to be very mindful of that all the time. And so anything that you see, that's, that's real. Look at that. It's right in the physical realm. There it is. That, that must be what, that, that's, the, that's real. I can't deny that. But if you're spending time in the spirit and you're mindful of what things are like in the spirit and then you see that thing in the natural or in the physical, that ain't nothing. I can tell that to go in Jesus' name and it listens. I can ignore that. I can do whatever, whatever the situation calls for. I can, I can overcome and I'm not gonna let that influence me. All right. Okay, well, let's, let's do this. Let's get, let's get uh, the worship team back up. Can we do that? We're just going to spend a little time in, in, in the spirit. And I, I invite you to go deeper than you've been before. That means you're going to take a step of faith that says, I'm going into the spirit. I'm stepping out of this natural world. You know, um, we, were, we were up at kids camp and, uh, this last year. And this, this girl, um, we, were, we were doing this thing where we, uh, we call it a God encounter. It's where you imagine, um, imagine something or you activate by doing something. And for, at this, with this particular one, we just, and, and this was something that was Holy Spirit led, so he just showed, he showed me what to do. But it was, we closed our eyes and we imagined that Jesus was walking through the crowd of kids that was up there and he was locking eyes with you and he's walking by every single person and he wanted to come directly to you and he wanted to just come give you a, a big hug and say something in your ear. And so that, that's what they decided, we're, we all decided we're going to do. And this one girl, she ends up crying and, and is like uh, snot bubbles everywhere and things. And, and, and afterward, I'm like, hey, what, what happened to you? And she says that as... She's like, I closed my eyes and I could just see Jesus walking. And he was just going, going through the crowd, but he was focused on me. And she says, I couldn't wait. So I just stepped out of my body and ran to him. And she literally had this experience where she was out of her body embracing the Lord. And that, that's something that I think is probably more accessible to us than we, we, what we realize. And that spirit realm when, when it's something that you're just conscious of on a regular basis, it's more real than this world is. It's more real to us. And 
So why can't I just run outside my body and go visit the Lord and embrace him? Why can't I just go run to the throne room of God boldly like the word says I can? If we're mindful of those things and that's where we're like, okay, hey, here we go. I need to be connected to God. I need to have, have time spent connected to the spirit of God because it's gonna change me. It's gonna change my life. And ultimately, the main reason why I do it is because, you know, God created me to spend time with him. Like that was the whole purpose he put me here. That was the whole purpose he created me for the first, in the first place. He wants me. I, I think if we get to heaven and he's like, how come you didn't spend time in the spirit? Well, God, I was super busy. I had all these things to do. I had this tight schedule. I had, had this job and I had these kids and I had, you know, these this wife you gave me and I, I don't think his answer is going to be like oh yeah no problem no, oh no it's totally understandable you were just too busy for me I just don't think that's going to be acceptable I, just, I don't think it's going to come across as yeah you're, you're fine it's going, to, it's going to be more like dude that's, that was why you're there this is what you're created for this is what the purpose of, the main purpose of your life is to be with me if, if you're missing that, all that other stuff really is just this big. It's, it's just secondary. It's secondary to being with our Father. That relationship's primary. Everything flows from that. You're going to be a way better husband or a wife because you have a better relationship with your, with, with your Father. You're, by spending time in the Spirit... You're going to have a better relationship with your kids. You're going to have more favor at work. You're going to have more chances to do amazing, fun things, vacations, and seeing, seeing some cool stuff like people get healed. And man, there's nothing better than seeing a life just completely changed because of the power of God. And you know that God somehow used you to do it. There's nothing better. Man, God, you're awesome. And you used a doofus like me. That's so cool. And it's, it is the most amazing thing. But that happens because me and God, I made that priority number one. I'm, I took the time and spent time in the spirit. Let's do this. Let's stand up. And we'll just do, we'll, we'll, we'll just take that step. This puts us right in the spirit. And we're going to, on the count of three, if you can, skip as close to your seat as you can, as far as your legs. And then just on the count of three, we're just going to take a step forward. We're going to step right in the spirit of God. And we're going to just be mindful of his presence. We're going to be mindful of the reality of what's in the spirit. And we're going to let love and joy and peace overflow us. We're going to let this, the, the fruit of the spirit come up on the inside of us because we're spending time in his presence. We're spending time in the spirit. So let's do that, ready? Are you guys ready on the count of three? And here's, here again, turn out, turn off distractions. Turn off thoughts. If you're all skeptical, you know the promises are to the believers, not to the skeptical. So let's, let's just throw those skepticisms aside and just say, God, when you created me, you created me to be able to connect to you. You created me to be able to be one with you. So that's why I'm doing this. 
Something inside of me was made just to be with you. So I'm gonna do that now. I'm gonna do that now. Here we go on the count of three. One, two, three.